0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Hopinions and we are once again on location. On location and up north. We are and it's not just any location. No. It's kind of a bit of a historic location that we're going to be on um, today, because we are with Marble Brewery, who yep. are an absolute stalwart of the northern brewing scene, are they not?
1: Yep, and it's not just us two.
0: It's it's not. We are joined by Joe, who's the head brewer at Marble. Welcome to the to the show, Joe. How are you today?
2: Good. That's me. Hello. <laughs> that is not that is you? Um, Joe's waving
0: at the microphone. He is. We're, we're drinking beer as as we should be on a beer yes. podcast. So what have we got, Joe? Because you poured this um, one for us.
2: This is our like. This is one of. the... First new beers out of the brewery we've just built. So this is the second beer we made. It's a sort of 5% lower bitterness than I guess you guys are used to from us. It's easy drinking pale. I'm sure you guys will give a, a much oh, stronger critique than I will. I'm clearly going to be a bit Initial
1: thoughts are definitely easy drinking pale. It's, it's, it's really, really it's,
2: soft,
0: isn't it? It's, it's really tasty. It's loads of citrus, some tropical notes going on yeah. in there. But yeah, soft finish. And this is a cask
2: beer, isn't it? Yeah, so this is served on cask. We've done this in cask and keg. Okay,
0: Okay. and this is the... So this is the second trial from the the, the new brew
2: house? Yeah, so this is the second beer we made in the new brew house. The trial numbers are, because we're super unorganised and I'm really good at communicating what I'm doing with everyone else, I changed the brew plan the day of the first brew. So the first beer out was actually... The beer that I think is labeled Trials 3. This one's definitely two because it just sits in the middle. The first beer is actually the third beer. Anyway, it, I decided to brew them in descending order. That would of mess in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are three trial brews. Yeah. yeah there are yeah, three trial yeah. brews. I, yeah, suddenly the morning of decided to brew them in descending order of ABV. So we did the 9.7, the 5, and then the 3.5. Okay. So,
0: because because obviously you've just you've you've just moved to a new brew house, yeah. Just brewing on a new brew kit, which we're going to come on to in, in 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 a while, um, and, and obviously you're you're just getting
2: used to to using the
0: new bigger kit.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it's been really fun, really really fun. <laughs> I mean, it
0: looks good. I mean, but it, we, it
1: we we didn't have to touch anything.
0: No, no, we were just there looking look, look and looking having at it. a couple of beers. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it is yeah. it is a fantastic space. Yes. The, the, the space that you've now got, which is out Salford Way. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit outside of Manchester city yeah. centre. we're drinking about um, 20 minutes on the tram. Well, yeah, we did about 15, 20 minutes on the tram, and then it's uh, probably a five, eight minute walk yeah. from, from the tram. So you're looking at about half, half an hour outside yeah. by yeah. public transport. Um, a fantastic space and and growing a growing space as well. But we will we will Definitely come back come to that, that. Uh, a little bit later. Let's um let's get into some news for, first of all. Um, we've got no beer adventures this week. Because no. uh, for our eagle-eared <laughs> listeners, uh, folks will work out that it's only been four days since we last recorded. And yes. Not even that. Maybe, three days. Maybe three days since we last recorded. So we actually haven't done anything. No, we both of us chose not to drink in between. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're straight into the news. Uh, first up this week, we've got the news that um, Red Church Brewery, based in London, um, have changed hands. It's a bit of a weird one, this one, isn't it? It, it is. Because, because it has gone
1: into the administration... And come straight back out.
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of another one of those rumours that wasn't very well kept. This one's been bubbling around for a while. Quite some time, actually. Y- yeah, in terms of what's happening with Red Church. So, yeah, they did they did issue a, a, a press release which basically said after a roller coaster of ups and downs and tough financial times, the Red Church Brewery Limited has unfortunately gone into administration. It's been purchased uh, from the administrator by new owners with a large investment plan. So, there's an exciting future ahead for the brewery. Uh, our investment gives us scope for new beers, collaborations, a new website, social media content and they'll be seeing a lot more at festivals and industry events from Red Red Church. Um, a lot of the staff are being kept on, there's there's some real excitement about what's going to happen next uh, but as part of this they have said goodbye to the Tap Room which is in Bethnal Green just along for people that which know the Which was their the original area. brewery site wasn't it it? it? it was yeah, which they, I think they they infected the site didn't they to produce sour I don't think they meant to I, I thought that was part of their plan when, I thought no when
1: they made the sours they infected the site completely By so they, making the sours yeah so right. they couldn't brew the core range anymore which is why they had to move anyway yeah. so the two things sort of went hand in hand yeah. and then it became the whole sour the sour
0: range and sour bar was based there yeah but for a long right. time their beers have been brewed in Harlow yeah which is definitely is, not Red Church. It, it's not a million miles away from London, but it's not London. Definitely not London. No. So um, yeah, and I think uh, so. Kind of met with a lot of positivity in terms of what happens to them next. Well, unless you were, unless you were one of the investors, which was what I was about to come on to. So this again, Red, Red Church, another brewery that used crowdfunding to expand twice. I think twice, um, and obviously people that have now invested get zero return well yeah because it's got it's, on, it's a new company on, on that so what, what do we think is that a case of a brewery expanding too quickly and beyond their means
1: I think so I think, I think the thing is that I don't know but I, I never knew if Red Church had enough of a footprint in London anyway because they were very niche where they were yeah. in Bethnal Green.
0: I never really saw their beers around no. much.
1: Uh, you saw them a few times in restaurants, which is really odd. I think they sort of caught the imagination for restaurants. They were quite a plain branding, white label, and a bit of a stripe. Yeah. Um, and the Hoxton Stout and I think it's the Shoreditch Blonde. I quite enjoyed both of those. But I don't know if they had enough of a following to crowdfund twice, but they obviously got enough investment.
0: Well, they clearly did, yeah.
1: And then moving out to Harlow, but they've been contract brewing for a while, haven't they? As well, from yeah, people. because
0: for a while they were brew, they were brewing Beavertown, yeah. weren't they? I, well, I think say. they but might um, still be,
1: anyway. It's a certain extent, but yeah, still. I I I just found the whole crowdfunding twice, and then straight into an administration this recently, an odd one.
0: Yeah, so, so so Joe, not obviously not asking you to comment on this particular thing, but as a brewery that's just expanded, obviously that's that's a big decision for you to make isn't it and you have to make sure that everything's in place to enable you to do that
3: yeah
2: i do not our hand our hand was forced like we weren't and like we had to move regardless we could not move the kit we were on i didn't particularly want to Part of me coming into marble was to set up a new brewery or not to just talk about myself but I will a lot. Go ahead. Uh, we do <laughs> that, That's why you're here. Yeah. Like, our expansion is probably the smallest brew expansion you'll see in the UK where our brew house went from 21, 22 hectolitre. I can maybe maybe squeeze 23 to a 25 hectolitre brew house. That's, you know, 200, 300 litres isn't a great deal. On the, for us to take that leap, we had to do it. So we took that leap. That, you know, there's no we were gonna do it, would would we have done it with crowdfunding? No, and there's nothing wrong with crowdfunding and it's really amazing and there's a bunch of projects I support outside of beer through crowdfunding, but for us it doesn't, it didn't sit well with us and what we could do and who we would attract. And yeah, we're a little bit insular and it just wasn't something we really wanted to do. Fair play to Red Church at the time when they did it, hey, you you attracted a bunch of small minority, small stake investment. That's fucking amazing that you can go and do that, like not just them, any burry insert, Bury title went and attracted yeah. X amount of hundreds of thousand or millions of pounds. That's amazing. For for me and us it's not I don't think we'd be very good at that. And I'd also if everything went wrong for us tomorrow, which touch wood, it won't, If we really fuck up, dude, I owe the bank a shit ton of money. The bank's not going to hurt. I'd rather that than, oh, 100, 1,000, 10,000 people, something else. I, I personally wouldn't feel okay with that. So
1: I'm, you'd rather owe it to an institution rather
2: than a group of individuals, is what yeah. you're saying? And, like, if I go broke, if I go broke, it's not going to bust the bank, is it? It'll, no, it'll, no, no, no. It it'll won't. definitely fuck me over, but I'd rather do that than a bunch so, of individuals. So we,
1: I mean, because going back to what you were just saying about the the, the expansion bit, and it's a bit of a bit of a tangent, but I think just a a little bit of context. There, we saw your your site earlier, so thank you very much for that. Um, but it's you've also invested in space, yeah, and and, and uh, floor space. Everything is it's about having a space, and an area to
2: work in. There isn't it? Yeah, we can organically grow at our pace. We're a sub five thousand hectolitre brewery. We always have been. We are right now. Our annual production last year was four two two one. We'll probably do four seven five, something like that. I might we might push it and do four nine 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 nine. Well stay under yeah. the half a million. Yeah. We'll just we'll grow if SBDR comes in, if Brexit changes, if we suddenly need to ramp a look up a little bit and sales are there to do it, knowledge in-house you know, hands on hoses is there in-house we'll, we're, we're able to do that, it's not like, oh shit we've moved and now we've got a double production and move again, we can just very nicely keep it how we want it and grow in a space that you know, we're comfortable in. So,
1: so, if, so quite simply, the whole thing about doing the crowdfunding with individual investors just wasn't something for marble
2: yeah i just i like i think the idea and the way of doing it is amazing it just we're not comfortable with it for us i don't think we can do it as well as other people do we definitely wouldn't do it the way red church have done it the way a lot of newer younger breweries are doing it it's yeah it's just not okay for us that doesn't mean it's bad
1: but that's an interesting point because I don't think crowdfunding suits everyone either.
0: No, no, I, I, I don't think it does. But also that th- that raises another question for me in terms of, particularly this. This is Red Church, aren't the first we recently saw Bottle Shop as well. Yeah. And beer boutique had also crowdfunded Yeah. Pr- prior to them, oh, we've yeah, had, we've the business going there's, under.
1: There's been a little period where, unfortunately, a few uh, companies and breweries have gone, and they were crowdfund. They had crowdfunded.
0: Yeah. So it, for me, it raises the question of. And this is almost probably a different show. Is there too much crowdfunding in beer now? Are there is, is 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 there too many people asking for money?
2: I disagree and say no. Okay. Are there too many are there too many gamblers in the stock market? See, I, would
1: say I, I, I in between both of those things. I think if people want to invest, they'll invest in something, and especially if you don't mind doing tens and twenties, and I'm talking ten and twenty pounds or. With extra zeros on yeah, top, yeah. Um, but I think always what a small investor is wanting is that being part of that company. When you're doing a big investment, it's a it's a gamble. It's a cash thing. Yeah. It's about return. There's my equity. I want a return on that. Whereas if you're doing a small investment, it's like I want to be part of something. And if you were feeling part of something, and then something goes,
2: then I think you might feel a little bit cheated about it. I. Totally agree. I also don't think anyone signed up to any crowdfunding or any investment without reading that. One little line that says capital may be at risk. Yeah. For every project I've ever invested in, I very much tackled it the way I've tackled putting money on the line at a roulette table, money on the line on the the dogs or the horses. I am not giving this money because I see an ROI, I'm giving this money because I'm paying to have a fun time. Yeah. yeah. And with, like, I've done crowdfunding on video games, not necessarily Brie, but video games, art pieces. I don't expect to own a share of that piece at the end of it, necessarily. I When I look at crowdfunding for me doing it, I'm, here's my 20 bucks, go make the thing you want to make. I'm giving it to you to go and make something. Yeah. I don't need that at the end of it, but that is, very much me and not I don't
1: but you want the fun bit as well that's what I'm saying so that's the thing if you're a small investor like going back to the Camden days the whole thing was about event evenings meet the brewer special releases and within you know 6-12 months sold up everyone made return so cash wise everyone actually made a really good return on that but that's not what a lot of people have signed up for
0: no they've signed up for a much bigger package
1: yeah and uh, no, they've lost all of that. Yeah. Go
2: buy a community
1: pub. Well, uh, that, I haven't expected that you, one, you, I You can't be. argue with that. No, I, I can't. not argue, argue with that at all. Um, I think we might be, you know, when people have talked about peak Craft, I do wonder whether uh, the next people who are thinking about crumb funding might just pull back. Because it's. Having
0: seen what's going on.
1: Because people are going to be a bit more reticent maybe about investing.
0: Yeah. I think, I think they've got to, they're going to have to have, or, or if they are going to put. An investment option up there, it's going to have to be something that's going to be very different from anything that's been seen before.
1: I was just saying, really obvious, like I said, I've invested in uh, Hamilton and Beer Merchants purely because they said double your money at the tap.
2: I mean, that's a great one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. As
1: long as they stay open long enough for me to spend my money at the yeah. tap, it's, I can't get that investment pretty much anywhere else.
2: How available is the
1: tap to you? Hamilton is less available because they've only just recently got their licence to be able to open every Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Beer merchants, pretty available as long as I'm just prepared to get off at of Stratford.
0: Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't so much for me when I invested, but then I basically made all of my turn in a single day. Before, <laughs> before <laughs> I went and saw so so <laughs> food Fighters profiles. at London Stadium, I just went to beer merchants and drank my bar tab, yeah. basically. Because I wasn't prepared to pay the price in the stadium for beers. If you
2: wouldn't have seen, it, pound for pound your money back, would you inve- have invested in that company, just to see them do well? Because
1: I might have done with uh, beer merchants. Yeah. Less, uh, Hamilton less so, got less connection with them, but because we knew a few people at beer merchants, and we've worked with them before, then maybe I would have done.
0: I think I would have been the other way around. I didn't invest in Hamilton, because I didn't, I didn't see that option come up. But I think I would have been more invested in, in, in Hamilton only because I think I've, I've, I've spoken to Lee a few times and his family goes back to Malden so he's, he's, like, a, oh, he's okay. like he's, he's like a, a, a real Essex lad I would have, I would have sat with just because of what I know but yeah, and also because they bring in lots of Belgian beer stuff oh yeah which I'm a massive fan of these days well more so yeah but anyway so, to, to, so on the theme of talking expansions and, and, and that sort of thing next news story Yes, we are still on the news. Um, was <laughs> in uh, fact
1: hardly having any news.
0: So, Securus Brewery have unveiled a new state-of-the-art brewery. Um, so, this is based in Ashford in Kent, which is directly opposite the railway station. Now, Ashford is also the international stop. So, the Eurostar. Is, is, is this is it opposite the mainline railway or the international station, or is it the same thing?
1: I don't think the mainline and international are far apart. So it's like Stratford and Stratford International. Okay,
0: so. Um, so it's it's very, very accessible in terms of an, a new brewery. Um, it provides the brewery with um, an opportunity to expand what they're doing. Um, so they've got a 500 hectolitre five-vessel brew house that lets the team produce more than, quad, let, lets the team quadruple their current output, uh, producing approximately 80 KHL of beers. What What's KHL? Did, that okay, so I'm glad we've got someone that knows, <laughs> no, knows stuff here, which is or, or more than 4.5 million pints a year. That's that's what we want to know. Those are the figures that we want to oh, know. That's a lot of pints. That's a lot of pints. Um, still ing- allows them to stay versatile, uh, and also brewing smaller batch sizes for improved freshness and quality, uh, and also launching an exclusive small batch series. So beer will mm-hmm. be kegged and bottled on site, producing more than 4,000 bottles per hour. In Bespoke Curious Bottles. Now, I've got to say, I've n- never been a massive fan of Curious Beers. I've maybe had one or two of theirs, and I find them mediocre at best. So this massive expansion seems quite a step for them.
1: Um, yes, um, I've, I've known about Curious Beer for quite a few years, because um, the Draft House used to do like, a wine versus beer evening. And they did an English wine, English wines, <coughs> beers. and Curious Brew actually do both because they started out as a winery. So their lager is actually a uh, fit and secondary fermentation with a champagne yeast, which gives it quite, well, for me, quite fine uh, carbonation. And the recent tasting at work, which we did, went down really well with people. The white wine and the sparkling wine are also very good as well. The Curious uh, the IPA, not too bad. Fancy bar across the road from work used to have it as well. So, these least it was an option. They appeal to a lot of different places, but not craft places, I would say. Mm. They've definitely gone for the <coughs> mass-produced kind of craft, if that makes any sense.
0: They, they feel like, if I'm going to make a direct comparison, they feel a bit mean-timy. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Are these the guys
2: owned by Chapeldown? Yes carry on cool oh, yeah super bespoke right <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I think what you were
1: saying
2: then, Defin- in terms
0: definitely of some, some, some of the yeasts that they're using are uh,
1: yeah I mean, let's say they work it goes down well um, and also let's say there are a few bars nearby I think
0: it will appeal to a lot of people that expansion I just, I just, expansion I just, I just can't though. see where that expansion is going to go though that, that's the thing if also where, I don't know where the money's coming if they don't if they don't really see <laughs> the craft market as as, as, as their main point of sale, where are they going with this? Are, are we going to see them going into more supermarkets? Is, is that what we're going to see? I'm not sure I've seen them in supermarkets, actually. Well, maybe, that, maybe that's where but we're I about to see Maybe it's the next thing. And the last news story, and this is one that I'm sure is going to spark some debate Ooh, here. spark. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, so, so Five Points uh, recently put out a tweet uh, about a beer of theirs, which they'd poured in two different ways. Yes. So, so one was through a sparkler, uh, and one wasn't. Now, they did make a little bit of an error in the original tweet, which they corrected. Um, but they basically said that a sparkler is a nozzle attached to the end of a handball. It's a bit like a shower head, it adds CO2 to the beer, so it's frothier, softer tasting with A better head, I can, and we can see Joe <laughs> squirming. No, 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 as, Joe, as, as, no as we yes. said, I would actually say that Joe's limbering up. <laughs> um, one of these beers was poured with sparkler, and one wasn't so. And it was the, uh, it was a, like a downward view on the two beers, yeah. one of them had a really smooth, almost flat head, and the other was a bit bubbly. Yeah, um, they then did go on to say that adding a sparkler does not add CO2 to the beer, it was the, and, and they was. Back-tracking, Upset. A uh, backtracking a little bit. Backtracking a little bit, because I think they got a bit of a backless. What you? <laughs> Just hang on a minute, Joe, we'll let, in, we'll let you come in. Um, but they they did, I want to say, it does make for the best tasting pint of Five Points Best, which is their new Best Bitter yeah. that, that they've produced.
1: Which I would say is it, they've definitely gone for like a Midland, Northern
0: style of yeah. bitter. Uh, we're on board Team Sparkler for Five Points Best. Feel free to test us on that statement at the Penbury Tavern. Uh, regardless of that, so many of you have commented, got involved, shared your opinions, and generally generated so much conversation around cask, owl, and sparklers. It's great to see and here. Cask is not dead, not today, over and out. Joe, <laughs> what are your thoughts on
2: this? They're not wrong. They are definitely not wrong. They are also not right. We're, this is gonna be a bit bit and response to the answer. What, what does a sparkler, uh, what what does it actually do it aerates the bit what what is air made of nitrogen carbon dioxide argon a bit of oxygen so yes yes it does add co2 to it of all the gases naturally available in our atmosphere co2 is the most readily available to dissolve at atmospheric pressure and temperature so Guys, you are totally, totally not wrong. Are you right and that's st- the only thing it does? No, not necessarily. I think their meaning behind it was right. Also, hey, guys, you're making the best bitter. You're telling people to serve with a spark on. You do you. They're not saying, hey, serve this other guys down the ro- down the road's beer with a sparkler. They're just saying, this is us. This is he- how we like it. Go to a pub that's serving it. Or was it the Pembroke? It's, it's the Pembroke Tavern. Yeah, Pembroke yeah. Tavon, The yeah. Pembroke, like, go to the Pembroke. I'm sure you're not going to get backhanded for asking them to take the sparkler off. Just do yourself. The yeah. brewery said how they like it done. You know, we say drink our beers fresh and don't shake a tin up, but that's how you want to do it, you do it. But we've,
0: we've seen this before, haven't we, in terms of the, the venue having final say on how they feel the beer is best served. Because we, we've seen this at the Viking in Colchester, yeah. haven't we, where they will test every beer through sparkler and through creamer and through normal pour to see how it tastes the best. And, um, and we had this a few weeks ago, and I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag pint gate. Ha- that The whole pint gate thing where I, I walked in and they had marble pint on. And, and I looked over the bar, and there was no sparkle, and I was like, "Whoa, well, what, are you, what, what are you doing here? Why is there no sparkle?" And he was like, "Well, we've tried it, and we think it tastes better without." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. no you need to put the sparkle on." And he was like, "Okay," and, and this was this was rich, so he was like, "Okay, I'll pour you two halves, and you can have one with the sparkle and one without." Did you, you f- charge you for over half? No, he didn't. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a full half. It was a taster, no. so he poured me a taster, and he's like, "And you can tell me." Which one actually tastes better, not feels or looks better? Which one tastes better? And I'm sorry, <laughs> but the one without the sparkler had a lot more bitterness to it and there was a, a lot more flavour to it.
2: But I've been a little bit conditioned to enjoy pint through a sparkler. <laughs> well, um, we'll take this moment to welcome Jan, the director of Marble, to the table. Hello, Jan. Hi, Jan. Hi, Jan. The sparkler thing. What? What happens in the privacy of your pub with your bartender and your pint glass is entirely up to you. That is not for me to say, nor judge, nor comment on. And it is, that's a very special relationship. You, the glass, the handball, the bartender. Enjoy it how you will. I think that's, that's the key point. Yeah, but would you ever do that? First thing in your pubs, would you serve it else? It's, sparklers are on, it's, the north. if you want it taken off, no, no one is going to look at you funny. no one is going to make you feel bad no, I'd for be making it. i more
4: than happy, sorry, I'll in this. No. if somebody asked for a sparkler to be taken off, I'd be happy the staff took it off. Yeah. That's a
2: very,
4: yeah, it's, I, we might have a joke in a lap because it's a north-south thing, but nobody's going to make a big fuss. But Steve,
1: Steve was doing it the other way, Steve was going, well, I'm in the south, but, but I, I want it served, that. I want the northern serve yeah. of it, yeah. yeah.
0: But, the, but the, the the bar was telling me, no, we've tried this, we've tasted this, and it tastes better without. Yeah.
4: It's a bit, I can see, there is a point of view in this, do you know what you were talking before, do you know what it made me think of? I will very often, when somebody, when I go out, if I have a steak or lamb or something, and a server says to me, how do you want that? I'll say, as the chef says it's best. So I'll trust the chef's judgment, but not everybody would do that, and there might be a time I'm in a particular mood and I'm like, no, I want it like this. I think the spark- i don't see why you can't enjoy pint both ways. You can have it creamy and fuller, fuller mouthfeel with the sparkler, or you can have the bitterness and the mass flavor coming through. If the product works works both ways, it works both ways. But Which I think
1: is that—it's very good because, say, being like a landlord, no. I think really only works properly with a sparkler. Because that's when it's at its best. So when it's conditioned, poured at the right time with a sparkler, then that's when it's at its best. Not every beer does that.
2: No, but not every beer's landlord. That's true.
0: Exactly. But <laughs> no beer is as hard <laughs> to to bring it back to pint. It's surely that's a, a recognition of how good that beer is and and how well yeah. you guys brew that that you can I'll serve that it that that, that, <laughs> I'll that, that that you can serve it in two different ways for two entirely different groups of people and everybody will enjoy the way they're in, that they've been given that beer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. i mean like i just drink it straight from tank so i'm not i'm not <laughs> let's not introduce
4: the board <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. well hang on when was that when was that an option? <laughs> 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 an option we were drinking it last night out straight from tank um trying it was that the first double brews being packaged yeah and we were car was doing he was doing the third double yeah. brew that we'll have done so he had stayed late and he came around with glasses and thank for all of us and it was because again we're the brewing's is different is this too diverse for you we're brewing with pellets now rather than whole cone
2: yeah the major changes so are uh, going from a direct fire kettle to a steam jacket kettle and uh, removing whole cone and replacing it with t90
4: So I'm much more interested, because I know it was out of tank last night, but it was a very meaty drink. It had definite oomph to it. And I'm much more interested in what we're doing on the new kit than whether you're serving it through a sparkler, because there's obviously going to be changes. And at the moment, again, am I allowed to say this, Joe? And I don't know if I'm repeating what you've said. Carry um, on, please. That um, we're used to crushing our own malt. And we can't at the moment because the malt has gone back to Alan for service. So we're working on the mill. We're working on pre-crushed malt, which again has made a difference to the brew. Um, So there's those things that we're settling down on. When we get our final pint, pint, as we want it, then we'll come back to you. So what what we could do is is we can have it
1: without sparkler, with sparkler, cream and straight from the tank. Brilliant. All four versions.
0: Love it. And cans. I'd get five versions. But it's not called p- Pinting Cans, <laughs> which will come, we'll come, we'll, we'll come on to. We'll one. come to that. We'll come on to that We'll come to that. We'll come on to that. We've another beer in front of us now, then. So you and I have gone for Coffee IPA. Yes. Yeah. Little Wolf. A little, little Wolf. So, t- so tell us a little bit about this, Joe.
2: This is amazing. This is uh, one of our brewers um, had a child. So something that's really, really nice that we're able to do because of our size and stuff is if someone gets married has a momentous occasion has a child we'll generally give them a bit of bit of control in the brass and the schedule so they'll get to make whatever they want it's a really drastic reason it is but produce children to get
1: your
0: uh your way on the
1: brewery. you can
4: get married <laughs> that would yeah. be acceptable as well okay. we've done celebrating yeah.
0: That, that's a new voice that, that, that people yeah. might have heard on that. That, that. They might have heard it from the background yeah. previously to this. Know, we're... She's, front, she's met now, front of microphone. <laughs> we're, we're now joined uh, by Jan Rogers, who... Uh, Hiya. Director of, yeah. of, of, of Marble. Welcome to, yeah. to, to the podcast. Um, we, we are going to be asking you some questions in a minute. Just want to get our thoughts on this beer, because... For me, it's kind of everything. It's ticking it, it's, all
1: your body. I can it's, tell. It's Steve's coffee got, on the nose. Steve's got one of those silly grins on his face that he has a photo oh, sometimes.
0: It, it, it's coffee on the nose. It's it's all the bitterness in the mouth. There's there's a little bit of citrus going on in there, but there's there's a roasted finish I on it. it as I right. think it's that fruity bit in the middle. Which yeah, right, it, it, it's. So, I love a coffee IPA. It's. That, that's I love something a coffee IPA so skilled, works, Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't think it's an easy. You can
2: correct me, Joe, but. I don't reckon it's an easy beer to do.
4: And is that Paul's recipe?
2: Yeah, so Paul Walker, one of our brewers, at PaulyWalks on Twitter. Guys, hit him up. <laughs> um, yeah, t- uh, came with the idea. Obviously, got fear in, do whatever you want. Like, I'm really into coffee IPAs. Um, was just like, this is what I want to make. I had a brief idea how I wanted to do it. Kind of sent me away and was like, well, go and, go and find a coffee producer. And then take him a few beers go and have a chat you've got basically don't come to work on fucking Thursday go and see, go and see Heart and Graft go and um, like have a chat about coffee and beer talk about it come back teach me something away you go and yeah his recipe was actually dope there was a tiny bit of finesse on like on water treatment i that it I'm pretty glad I didn't have to get involved because it probably wouldn't have been that good if I did
1: so he yeah, had free reign to do it yeah, he, pretty much as he wanted yeah. to do it I mean I have to admit my first since are echoing Steve I think it's a lovely balance between the coffee and that dryness and roastiness mm-hmm. and still having those fruity
0: notes come through you could almost take the coffee off the aroma and you'd be quite happy with that as a straight up IPA Yeah. once you've got that coffee added to the aroma for me that ticks
1: every single box that mm. I'm looking for right up there as well so what did you say 5%? Uh,
2: and a bit of change Oh, okay, so
1: a bit more than that. Oh dear, never mind. I will okay. carry on with the show. 6.3.
0: Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, only
1: 1.3 out. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: a slightly bigger beer. So, um, Jan, let's, let's talk about the history of marble since you're here because you, this is this is your thing, isn't it? You've been here since the start. Um, started in 1997.
4: Yeah, I've been involved with the Marble Arch pub since 1990. The brewery, it's, it is is like a little piece, people know the history now, that we had to do something to keep a beautiful pub in what was an area that was oh, well not salubrious well, well, at the okay. time. It was recession time and things as well. So the brewery was put in as a way of maintaining the marble arch, if you like. And the
0: brewery was put into the yes.
4: And it was Brenton Dobbin, who I'm sure you know about. And it was second-hand kit when we got it, and Blackjack are still brewing right. on it all those years later. So, so that's later. a
3: third-hand kit.
0: There, yeah, they're the, the It's right, still yeah. going strong. Still going strong. Yeah. that's 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 quite amazing. So Brandy, that, was, was,
1: that was your, I your way of keeping the pub going.
4: Yeah, it, it was. And It's the, quite the quite, joke, a brave,
1: quite a brave move, though.
4: The joke is, it was an it's an old-school area. The joke was, they knew that I hated karaoke with a passion. And Vance and Mark approached me and said look we need to do something here, you have two choices Jan, it's karaoke nights at the Marble Arch or we're going to put a small cast brewery in. For us it wasn't too, it wasn't too big a leap of faith because you had Phoenix and you had West Coast writing about and we bought from both, we bought beer from Brent and we bought beer from Tony Allen. Fans went and did a day's work with Tommy Allen. It nearly killed him, <laughs> and he was then. It's not me brewing, and Mark Dear, that was running the pub at the time, stepped in to brew. So yeah, I'm um, quite
1: happy you didn't go to the karaoke. No, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I to admit, and the rest is history. I was never a fan. No.
4: So, so, so this was a
0: fairly small kit what you had there. Four um, and a half barrel. Yeah, and it was. People could see it as well, so you had it behind yeah. glass windows? Well, you windows. had the
4: brew house upstairs behind a couple of glass windows, and, and it went else downstairs, in the, all in, in your in in the were, downstairs. So,
0: so what were the So um, what were the original beers that you were brewing back then? Oh. So, so what, what beers did Marble start
4: with? Oh, we did... Oh, now you're asking questions.
3: <laughs> I wish we
4: were, I could read it off the wall in the Marble Arch where I have all the old pump clips. We did McKenna's Porter. We did Totally Marble, it was our 5%. We did a gold Street Bitter that would have been your, so you'd have had 5% like Lagonda. Mm-hmm. You'd have had Chocolate Marble and Ginger were there from the start. And again, I don't understand all the recipe things, but I know Brendan had input into recipes. So I think the chocolate came from him, I think a couple of the more IPA pale hoppy beers sort of came through his recipes. And this was quite early
1: on
0: those kind the, of recipes.
4: That was ninety yeah. seven, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that they were essentially origins of the beers that you produce now.
4: I think the beers. So in
0: in maybe a different name and, and format, but it was it, it was where what you're doing now started. Well, it
4: was that it was more like Brendan, The stories about him are lovely. The first. People will argue about this left, right, and centre, but Brenton Dobbin in Manchester Airport being stopped because he was bringing American hops in on the plane. And he had that interest in that American-style hoppy flavour even back then. Then, um, what else do I think about it? Yeah, things like ginger and stuff. I think tastes have changed dramatically, but there's a base beer level at your 39 at your 5%, that we're saying, I suppose for us, it's fairly clean, but lots and lots of flavour. Very, very different from the much softer lack of bitterness you're getting in beers now. That's very new to me. So things have changed. Styles have definitely changed over the years. But there is a core thing under that about cast beer.
1: But I would say even in the 90s, that flavour was on its way out for a lot of beers. We oh, had I think
4: we were in a different world where we were saying, you yeah. know, we're bringing flavour into yeah, this.
1: It was very much about generic, yeah. about brands, branded pubs. Themes, yeah, it was all about themes and homogenous and being able to identify, yeah. and that's more what it's about. Well, our that's identity. never going to do the
2: marble, is it? No. <laughs> no. no, that's about
1: everything opposite of the marble. But still, it's still quite brave. I mean, you, you went from saying that okay, karaoke's not the way forward, yeah. but we're going to brew a whole load of beers that maybe not everyone's. Expecting.
4: But we already, no, because we were all, st- we were, right, five free houses in Manchester, so that was, we weren't on our own, so you could walk from the Queen's Arms to the Marble Arch, to the King's Arms, to the Crescent, and I'm missing out the beer house, which is now the Angel, which was the one after the Marble, sorry. So you had five of us that were selling beer, and we had enough market between us to roll that over. That's so, and cool. when we set yeah. up, we didn't sell out particularly. You know, we were selling in-house, we were quite a safe bet, and then we opened the bar in Charlton, much more brown bar theme. We had the beer house in Charlton, just straight beer house, took the beers.
2: Very, like, late 90s, early 2000s, Belgian, like, suburb sport cafe. You'd, like, you'd look over the bar and there'd be a two-year-old case of Orval down there.
4: And nobody would know to, like, recommend it to you, it was just, you were very... Is Is
1: it still there? Yeah, Bans and Dan <laughs> have it now, but it's
4: very, very different now. Bugger. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so how did it move on from you being there to you taking it on? I
4: think the company split, family split and stuff. So everybody's still very family. There were, up to, there were three offices involved at one stage. So Bar Fringe Round the Corner was part of it, The Knot was part, the Bar in Charlton was part, the Beer House. Charlton yeah.
2: was involved.
4: Yeah. So and w- yeah. between us we had five pubs between the three people and then it split so i ended up with the arch and the um the arch and the brewery in the one building and the beer house in charlton john henley took the fringe back and vance ended up with the knot in the bar which is the beginnings of wonder beyond
2: oh, so really you've it? joe it, you've joe in yeah. here
4: with marble and the other one down in the other two pubs with wonder beyond so
0: Brilliant. What a great story. Yeah. It's got a fantastic origin story. It is a brilliant origin story. Isn't it? it? Yeah. So you stayed
4: brewing in
0: the Marble Arch until 2009?
4: Yeah, about 2009 or whatever. We moved down to the railway arch down the road with a new Vincent Johnson kit that was built primarily for cask, served us really, really well over time, but again, times have moved on. So we've done a good nearly 10 years there, eight, nine years there. Um, yeah, people, you get two styles of railway arches. We got the one that wasn't very well done the, so Not <laughs> that to say there weren't
2: breweries and railway arches at that time, mm-hmm. but there weren't fucking breweries and mm-hmm. railway arches at that time. No, it was a lot of that's 2009. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: It, it's been a difficult. We had, so I hadn't realised there's a lot of stuff I know now, a lot of stuff I've commended you with. Like, we got two units in a backyard. But to get from one unit into the backyard and into the second unit, they had to take the forklift tr- truck down and round. There was a lot of bad planning stuff done. The brewery was built to take about half of what we were eventually taking and producing. You know, it, was, um, it just became totally overstaffed, overstocked, not able to do its job anymore. And then they're redeveloping the area as well. So we had basically it wasn't going to be fit for purpose, even if we could have made the building fit for purpose. So So.
0: it it did you for a while? Yeah, it did. Yeah. And
4: that trade has steadily built, they would be producing double what they started off producing in there.
0: We we were saying this earlier, because Marble is a very, very well known brand, and you know, across the UK, but we were surprised in terms of, it's, it's not that big. We're under well, 5, 000. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like how how do you get to to, to be in that well known and recognized. <laughs> well, you admired
1: as ringer. Yeah. Just don't go away. Yeah. Um but you know, just not just turnover, but also in the last few years, well the last five years, there's been a lot of different marble beers coming out. Yeah. Oh, the,
0: the the range of things that you do now is, is, is unbelievable.
4: Small scale is good to play. And also, like, JK came in and played an updated. Joe's come in and is playing an updated. Hey,
2: Halgate did it when he came Matt
4: in, well. came yeah. in. Yeah. Matt came in. No, Matt came in, actually. Was the actually. first to come in, like... OK, let me do this one. So we've been through it, and I know there was a thing. Does the business make the brewery, or does the head brewer make the brewery? So there's a little bit of stuff in here that was questioned with, I'm not a brewer, I'm not production, I don't pretend to know anything about it, and I know people have been a bit wary. We've settled down, we know what we're doing. Um, where was I going on this? It's been nice to see people with different attitudes to beer, different things they want to brew. Matt Howgate was phenomenal. Matt came from a big production background. So, um, and mm-hmm. it came from Taddington, it came from AB. He knew how to make money out of making beer. He knew about process. A lot of things, a lot of new brewers coming in, and they don't—they don't realise a business is nitty gritty stuff that you have to get down and work out how to make that flavour with that cost of what you're doing. So I have a lot of respect for Matt's time here. He actually turned us into mm. a business. Well,
0: this 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 is what this is one of the questions that yeah. that, that, that was asked because, w- without beating around the bush, Marble have been a bit of a proving ground for brewers. Yeah. You, you've seen a lot of people come through yeah. th- through your system. And I'm, I'm just going to list off the names of breweries that people have, have yeah. gone on to from Marble. So we've got Blackjack, Buxton, Cloudwater, Dan's Brewery, who are now Wander Beyond, yeah. as you said, Legitimate, Magic Rock and Thornbridge. Yeah. I mean, those are some I of the not sure biggest... That's... Colin?
4: No, uh, Saltice? S-
2: yeah, well, yeah. Colin went to Northern yeah. Monk yeah. And, then, and then... Well, Colin to, went to, to Buxton. To, to, to so Colin replaced yeah. me at Buxton and, and then went to Northern Monk. And, then and it's just, anyway. just like,
3: yeah.
0: that, that list of breweries... Yeah.
2: And that, I'm not yeah. sure
1: that's exhaustive, but that's just like... Yeah. Well, no, that's, well, that's, that's, well, a, that's, that's a that's a small
0: snapshot. snapshot. So, <laughs> so, so one, one of our listeners, Simon Clark at Simon Carbon, said, is it frustrating when head brewers move on as a lot of big names in brewery have all been at marble or is it more of a sense of satisfaction having had such a great brewing talent spend time learning their craft at marble so how how do you see it
4: It, it's definitely the latter that it's good to have people we're small i don't know what i'll step aside at some stage and joe will take over and joe will have expansion plans for me the 5000 hectoliters is a cut-off point I don't like big, I'm the opposite of what's happening in the industry at the moment, I'm comfortable at the 5,000, we've only gone up two and a half barrels, 15 hek, uh, two heck. Two heck, we've gone up in size, it's the diff, a different style of brewery plant now, it's not a major expansion this, so for me it's seeing people go on to do things they'd never be able to do at Marble, we're not, we've not got enough lungs to jump up if you like, yeah, yeah? does yeah. that make I, sense? I, no, well, I, I, I get
1: that, was, it's perfect. For me, I'd liken it to football, where uh, a championship feeder team, club. not necessarily always a feeder club, but where they have a really good, say, academy, or they're always happy to bring through players, and then they will move on. So I would say, yeah, I think it's a massive compliment no. to
2: what Marble have done over the years. It's West Ham. Just, well, just because I, I did do what not. <laughs> not <laughs> I I'd have said Sorry, do, or Southampton, but yeah. You, yeah. Brought in,
1: you brought in West Ham into that conversation. Well, let it that bit out, Steve.
2: Like, I, we're very, very happy <laughs> at what what we are and what we do. Hey, if you can come here for two years and learn, and then go do something amazing, fucking credit to you. Go do it. But also,
1: those people have also brought same like no, yeah, yeah. saying They brought yeah. p- they brought same in, so different uh, ways of working. Uh, jk bought in uh, was it the um like the rock style type of beers like yeah, Rocks, yeah, and
4: yeah and did barrelage, and he yeah. played with old eels he did the gales old eel not necessarily joe's thing but jk's thing definitely we've got those beers are still being drunk they're beers for aging, being enjoyed you know there's that
0: His approach has stuck a little bit with the brewery so yeah. if, every time someone comes in they must leave a little bit of themselves well, behind. Been,
4: Mark did opened it for us. Mark gave up when we went organic, more or less. And I think he had he had a lot of children, lived above the Marble Arch. Time to move on. Opened his own business. Did wholesale. Did Bogart Brewery. James came in and did 12 years with us. Now it nearly killed all of them being organic. And again, that thing talking about flavour and stuff. If I take that back in history, organic stuff was brilliant. But one, we were cut out of the market. Because the big boys got in and bought everything up and two, the brewers find it difficult to get the quality of beer they wanted with organic hops so so, could,
1: so just a so marble is an organic organic brewery was. it's not
4: it was it was it was around two thousand we did it we changed and were for a couple of years but they couldn't make the quality of beer and also we find it harder and harder to get the hops so we we took it back. We're still vegetarian mostly. You're, li- you're,
0: you're vegan friendly. We're, We're vegan
4: friendly, but there's lactose in some of the beers now, yeah. so that's. But what you clearly
0: label those. are... Yeah. Have- well,
2: it's ev- so everything is vegan unless it's like milk sugar. So it, or like-
4: the bottle of pork for the Christmas pork study. Yeah.
2: There's no like. There's no isinglass. There's no gelatin. There's no PVP. Um, okay. We had a question about. The
0: vegetarian, the vegan, do we? We did. It was from Simon again.
1: Again, yeah. Simon
2: had a lot of questions mm-hmm. to, to, I, I,
0: to I, ask I on, on, on this podcast, so uh, been meaning to ask something that I hadn't got around to. Here goes: Having been a vegan-friendly brewery for such a long time, was it initially difficult selling beers to pubs that were expecting beers to be perfectly clear rather than hazy?
4: Okay, this one is so funny. Like, because I got into—I've never been on Instagram before—but there was a comment come up the other night about Alf and I got into a row with somebody on Instagram. Oh, Instagram's supposed to be the
0: friendly place. It's supposed to be the friendly one, Anyway,
4: whatever it is, whatever. This person, we, right, we can't can't at this moment in time. We find it difficult on the old old plant with the yeast we've got to make hazy beer. We are now making more hazy (laughs) beer. But in those days, when it went went organic and vegetarian, we, um, how do I put this? We named the beers to try and warn people. So I had a bog standard 3.9% bitter. We sent it out in Chawton as Chawton come here as I. We made the beers to fit the need. Okay,
1: so you yeah. let people know.
4: We let people know. Yeah. And yes, it was difficult. And that older crowd, especially that older crowd of men that drank in pubs had to be convinced. But flavour can convince. And now you're seeing. You know, pints of what looks like pure orange breakfast juice being yeah. served. So. But it would, have, it
1: would have been a struggle to start off with, though.
4: Because um, we've been conditioned for water a
1: long time. time
4: to, yeah. Clear, pale. Yeah. Not every beer would come out as well. It was, you know, it was always, and we used to leave things distillage for longer as well. So you would leave stuff on for four or five days, maybe, to make sure every bit of yeast that you All could clocked. get down got down to the bottom. Um, Yes, I'm not saying it wasn't a struggle by any manner or means, Um, but people got used to it. Good flavour. I think there was originally a lot of concern about, I'm going to be ill with that, that's full of gunk. And then people would wake up without hangovers because there was no chemicals or whatever in it, so they would come back.
1: Come back and drink more.
4: Yeah, and if you liked the marble arch and the beer Mm -hmm. house and the bar and stuff, you were fine with it, you know. Yeah, so a very small local following helped.
0: New beer in front of us, which uh, it's just taking you an age to fucking pour. I haven't poured cask beer in a long time. Well, I've never, ever. <laughs> it would seem by the what you've just oh, done yeah, up there. <laughs> oh, but I've never used a. I've never used
1: a sparkler. What, what did you? What did you pour us here then? So we've got the uh, session IPA on cask, which we had in can earlier when we were at the brewery.
0: We did this. So this was the the, the first beer that this we was were the first beer which was presented brilliant, brilliant. with when, when, can. when we arrived at the new. Marble Brewery, yeah. which we're gonna we're gonna talk to from the, the store. So, so cheers, cheers. Apologise. Uh, cheers of <laughs> thank, thank, thank you for the beer. That's going down a bit too easily. Oh. Oh, so it should. We'll come on to the comparison. That was a bit. very yeah. well-poured yeah. beer. <laughs> Thank <laughs> and Jen. To you, Jen. Eventually. Like <laughs> um, so Patience. Yeah. Uh, early on today, we uh, we visited your new site in, in Salford. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so what, what, what prompted the move to
2: a, a, a new, bigger site?
4: Who's going to do this, Joe? Mm. <laughs>
2: <go> <laughs> like, we fucking needed to move, didn't we? Like, the old site, it served very well, and it did its task... Uh, one of the parts of me joining Marble was to open a new brewery, mm-hmm. not, not expand the brewery, not grow the... Let's, let's go in. The brewery they put in in the early 2000s was very good and stood the test of time. We now need to do the next decade and longer. So that's that. where we were and what we were doing. Like
4: It was a cask built. It was a brewery built to brew cask. We, and it served its purpose incredibly well. We've changed from 90% cask and a small 10% keg and can, or keg and bottle, or bottle at one stage, right through now to, I think we're just under 50% cask. But I think it was, as production changes, a need for a new kit changes. The, everyone working in the brewery was working in pretty abysmal conditions. The site was set up to produce about half the beer it ended up producing.
1: Well, when we spoke to you earlier, Joe, you were saying that you guys were brewing in one place, the marketing, the, the, the behind the scenes yeah. team, everyone was in different locations. Yeah. So what, they were
4: based here at Thomas Street upstairs. Which is where
1: we're recording now. Yeah. yeah. But um, having seen the production site now in your new place, everyone is all in the same place. So you've got the whole team. Are yeah. together so presumably everyone will start learning a bit of everyone else and
4: teething tr- trouble so far head office can hear the rock music out on the production floor so i have a whole crowd of staff running out like mothers every 10 minutes and go can you turn that down uh, just, <laughs> so well, we actually, have, when we recorded we have- at beaver town the other day
0: <laughs> they they had different music. yeah but charlie you've got to keep the production staff happy
4: I'm the be- head of the office staff, i yeah. don't no, get that. No, paid. no, 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 Production
0: <laughs> staff aren't happy, you get no
4: beer. No,
1: no, no, sorry. You can't have I... You can't have front of house and back, 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 <laughs> no. back, back going at loggerheads. They need to be in unison. Hey, right?
2: we're all on the same team. There's a, I uh, had this argument actually a brewery I worked at previously with a sales rep and it went very circular when they asked for, the brewery was... Production was just outstripping sales at the time. But they're they're like, cool, I want a bonus because I sold this much this week. Cool, from your bonus, we're gonna bonus every every member of production staff because you wouldn't have beer to sell if they didn't make it. So actually, when we figure it out, person by person on percentage, the bonus you've asked for, you actually personally owe production staff so uh, about 95% <laughs> of your Facebook. And then as a team, we argued it round, and it turned out production owed sales because sales sold the bid and let production make so, it. So that's a never ending so circle, then, sure. And, and, right and the then, but then we all came into it, and it was like oh, everyone owes the designer and accounts a lot more <laughs> than they will ever. And generally, we all just owe accounts a lot of money.
4: We are going to <laughs> bonus the people that yeah. empty the bin wash the dishes don't leave the mugs on the production floor we're having so much fun working oh, this we left out cans at the moment the wall. Uh, Oops. you did not you cause... have no no we both. No, we both... No, oh no we did we'd have two you
2: did you took full cans into the car I clean your <laughs> <laughs> we're very young we're yeah. learning like we're very old we're a very we're young very... team we're also very small we're a... our production team is four people including me that's for
1: that's I think we saw most of them today, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. We saw, no, you saw everyone. You saw the, yeah, the whole. That was person. was have
4: you, missed Graham on the dre. Yeah. That's the, that's the person yeah, you yeah. missed today. But that's everybody that has. And you were you came in today, and Jan, who's our designer, is in on a Thursday, and works. She works for us three days a week, but she has a day a week in the office. You met Nick and Steph that do the marketing yeah. for us and do the social media and things. So you've actually been in and seen See, like the chaos that is. met the entire Marvel team,
1: and it was, yeah. it was it was it, it was actually quite chaotic. But oh, it's always chaos, but organised. <laughs> it was <laughs> an organised chaos. Everyone I knew what they were doing. Part of chaos is also
2: because it's a new facility, I presume, as well.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, You're all in the same yeah, place Also, at the same that's time. we
2: don't. Yeah, that's kind of how we work too. Well, when when we walked
0: out, walked up outside, it's still got the old. Signage up yeah. on your arm. Yeah, your the way. ambulance sign. So, so we thought
1: it was like an ambulance facility. <laughs> we well, thought oh, it was like, it. like some sort of cemetery going on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come here, drink beer,
4: and the and, and, and we'll carry
2: you home. <laughs> can <laughs> recess <laughs> with barley wine.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The cemetery is right at the back of yeah and this is so lovely. We have Pomona and seven brothers that you could walk direct across the cemetery to, although we don't think Salford Council will let us make that beer trail at the moment. No. Well, so I'll you've got off. a 15 yeah. minute walk rather We're than a, a minute walk. We're gonna build a gantry.
1: Yeah, a gantry above the cemetery to get yeah, to
4: seven yeah. brothers, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and pouring see, out. There's practical, lo- we're going to open a tap room the signage and everything will go up with that we're still fighting our feet is it more important that they've got their first set of brews through or that we've got a sign up oh, the sometimes br- production's actually much more important than marketing oh, or definitely. whatever yeah like all the um, time. definitely all you, the time you have just
0: put out your first set of child brews yes from from the new brew house which is i believe if if what i've read is is, is correct something you did Originally, as well. So, when we moved to yeah. the new site, you always um, do a, do you always do a set of child brews, well, then twice go on, now go on to become something else.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm praying we don't move again. And we did do like the trials were funny because um vintage cars, the Lagonda comes from that. As a kid, I was taken to many car and motorbike trials, sort of thing. So, I'm used to we Austin Sevens run up mountains and stuff. So. Legonda trials and the draft um, thing was like we're making first drafts of a beer so those two we made posters for, we pushed it through we numbered the beers and we gave them the brew numbers for a while to try and get people to say well i preferred that brew to that, people got very very confused by the numbers we gave up totally on it yeah. I
0: thought so, were the numbers well, but these, these ones are fairly simple aren't they, they're 1, 2 and 3 1,
4: 2 and 3, but w- no we would be doing Brew 109, oh. brew 110, brew 111, and people were like, I can't remember which one I had, Jan, but that was the nice one. The whole point was to be able to say to people, did you enjoy that one better than that one? Now, these are literally trial brews. They are the first brews on a kit. You and Jen worked hard yeah. on what you did, 9.75%. But you
0: can't say no. So, so these beers haven't been out for long no what's what's the initial feedback been like on them i mean we've we've tried number one and number three today so so we've tried you You know you've you've had all three have we i've not had the imperial ipa no oh oh my fair we (laughs) we will
4: make sure you try it yeah i can i can
1: say say
0: that because we're still talking yeah Yeah. (laughs)
4: um
0: so, so yeah, what, but what's what's the feedback been like on that? Um, on, on okay,
4: them? if I do straightforward honesty, you you can this one and the big one, yeah? So the yeah. 3.5 and the 9.7 we canned, and I tried it direct after canning. Now I'm not talking about other people's feedback. It was, there was can shot going on right, left and centre. Um, I don't hear other people talking about it. We talk about it a lot in the brewery that you need to leave those cans at least 48 hours to settle down. We took all of
1: us in head office. I don't know what you're going to say. Sorry, Steve is pointing. No, no, no. Steve is pointing me on, because. Go on. When The last recording we did, we did it at Beaver Town, and we had some gamma ray straight off the canning line. An hour um, and a half off yeah, the canning Yeah, because they had the timing on it. So yeah. we drank it at about a quarter to seven. It had come off about a quarter past five. Yeah. And I hadn't particularly picked up on it, but when we were talking this morning on the train up here to Manchester. Steve said yeah, it was really nice, but. I felt it was a little bit
0: undercarbonated. carbonated no. it, it didn't feel like the gamma ray <laughs> that I've had before, before that was really lively and really yeah. in your face. And my, my instant reaction was, this is lovely, but I think it's too soon. No. I, well, I think my, it needs a bit longer.
4: I've done, and I am not, like, all the women that work in head office, so and I'm not, I haven't talked to the staff on the floor, I haven't talked to the sales team or whatever, but me, Karen, and Diana... I've tried that beer over four days. I've tried the 9.7 over four days. And every <laughs> one... <hard> job. <laughs> job there. there. so hard, my job. <laughs> and, and our thing is, those beers have calmed down over the four days into something that's melding now. That, I
0: think so I think sometimes you can have something too yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the
1: flavour and aroma of Gamma Ray was all there. Um, I didn't really pick up on it, but you, Steve, prefer a yeah. bit more of a zingy. I like I a bit of spikiness on the tongue, yeah. Um, so you picked up on that. So, yeah, I'd never really thought about it. So it's quite oh. interesting that.
4: But I'm. The, the 9.7 settling the into shock was a very ins- The shock
2: was insane.
4: It was. So that's. Um, like, these are, you know, I wouldn't presume Karen or anybody would be into that, but to see them every day going, it's getting there, it's getting there, it's getting there. it it was so when you're saying the first impressions of the beer those two coming off can that was like we got work to do by the fourth day i was like yes joe so less about i should have trusted so
1: less about work to do joe then it's just when it's time those are
2: like first cans off the line it was like guys have faith have faith yeah just it will come good yeah yeah. it's a big beer do you do you get what's going on and i'm like when it comes to fusel and higher alcohols which is definitely the straight off the line problem with that beer I'm a massive fucking wimp massive wimp I like I can drink bourbon and rye I would like the odd Irish whiskey I can't drink scotch like I don't do well with big high alcohols I'm knocking a 9.7 off yeah it was first brew it could have a day more on the yeast like it could have done more cut off the can. I was like look just just try it it's not there yet don't forget it. it's a baby the can shot thing was like the high they will come back in. It'll come back in. Yeah. Do you think there's a good beer here? Cool, day two. Yeah. I'm starting to get a bit nervous.
4: <laughs> Where yeah. are
2: you? But, uh, but I, know, <laughs> well, I know what like I've done. After day one feedback, yes. We, yeah.
4: di- we didn't predict, I was wondering around saying, all I can smell diesel. Well, <laughs> by but it, I it's it's coming in, that
2: was a Jeep. It's coming <laughs> yeah. round. Yeah. It's not a Jeep, it's a Land Rover. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yes, I dare you. Family Land Rover. It's,
2: it's, yeah, that Land Rover's been through like four generations before <laughs> me. Uh, and no. it, that's another story. But but so,
1: yeah. so, what made you decide? So, in the Imperial IPA, you've done it in Cannes, and then you've also got it in cask at the Marble Arch. A, a single leg. cask. Yeah,
4: yeah. So we've done a cast and split it into two pins to try it. Why not play?
1: I I totally agree, but it's not a star most people, most you brewers were put into a cast. You wouldn't
0: associate that with a cast, but no. you'd
4: associate but that you, with a... But a 10% acre. imperial stout you'd put out in cast without thinking about oh, come on. Oh, without a second thought, yeah. and, and I so would
0: buy every single pint you had of it. Yeah, Thank you very much. And over and <laughs> yeah. you yeah.
2: definitely need to fucking come at Christmas when <laughs> yeah. we have a...
0: We, 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 are, or de- imperial we are definitely coming at Christmas. Yeah, that's a that's thing that's actually yeah. happening.
4: Yeah. It's not, maybe it's about proving it can't be done. But we're small enough oh. to play with that. Yeah. Maybe it can be done. We did we did half garden put it into cask and it didn't work and we dropped it. So we did a beer that, you know, we're working out as we go. This is primarily. And what we'll do is run a couple of casts off to try in the arch, which is cast drinker's paradise. If that doesn't work in there, there's no way we're going to continue okay, to so do it.
1: And, yeah. so, and again, we spoke about this earlier, didn't we, jo? So. It's almost like the perfect proving ground, the Marble Arch, for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Not that you're, yeah. not but you're sorry, to, probably do.
4: No
1: yeah, proving like to ground like, is the right word. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you're not angry to be. Yeah. But if it's not right, someone will tell you.
4: And if well, yeah, because you have faith in your customers, yeah. don't you? The Marble Arch is my place. I have Lagonda Phil. I have my my the drinks pint. I have the people I go in, and if someone makes a comment anywhere to me, I'll go in and say you try that for me? Will you tell me what I love that, that you've for. got
0: customers named after your beers. In, <laughs> in, in your mind, in, in your mind. <laughs> no, no. Lagonda Phil's in. That's his name. <laughs> that's,
2: that's, his name. Like, that's not in the pub, that's like, you, you go to a birthday yeah. party at his house, his aunt is like, fucking Lagonda Phil, <laughs>
4: didn't even fucking chip in for the
2: shrimp cocktail. <laughs>
0: love that cocktail. yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant
4: Um, yeah well no and we'll know people you know our one right if you want something we cannot convince we can't convince um our posties so the post office big post office one of the biggest sorting offices around and about is um and they come in af- after work definitely never during their breaks never during their breaks but they come in we can't move them on to our beers they are on Krumbacher. I have one house beer and it is Krumbacher because these people now, again, the marble plays. If we can get a couple of them drinking something over time, that's good. But I have a main fielder. there, I'm not gonna tell them. I trust those people. Does that make sense? Of course, not, I yeah. trust, There are, we're not just this like, we're not a craft pub, we're a pub pub. You should be able to talk to your customers.
1: Yeah, and it's a yeah, perfect place I, to talk to your customers. No, 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 no. No, no, no.
4: There are there are so, there, there so, are so
0: like, many people right now that will be nodding along to what you've just said yeah, in terms yeah. of if 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 it's a great pub, yeah. you you just want to drink in yeah. that pub, and you just want to go no. back to something over and over again okay. that's your own personal yeah. house staple. No. So I'm going to go to this beer every time I'm in that pub because I like the pub, I like the staff, I like the yeah. atmosphere, and I like that so beer.
4: If I can't, the pub. The purpose, t- t-
2: essentially, it's your front room without a TV.
4: Um, well, I was going to add a little bit to that and just say, like, we did, we tried to take, we took Kronbacher out and replaced it with Warsteiner. we replaced it with Veltins, so I don't even feel bad they won't drink Marble Pills, they wouldn't drink anything else except Crombacker.
1: So the, generally those are the beers I have when I go to watch German football in Germany. Mm. 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 No. They're all German footballers.
4: We took Guinness out at the same time we first tried to take Crumbacker out, and we never put Guinness back in. People, the dark beer, people came across to drink. They would drink chocolate. They would drink any dark beer and we yeah. put on. So that was a weird one for me. That you would have thought Guinness and Crumbacker, you'd have been able to drop Crumbacker, not Guinness. But well, have I you not? Know.
0: Excuse me if I'm wrong here, but you've you've now dropped chocolate from. Your, your, yeah, we your, have because your we've
4: got the stout has come in. The stouts come in. We're we're. I'm not saying never say never, and I'm not saying there won't be chocolate and ginger combined together at some stage because I know some people are fighting to get that done. Every time it's very difficult if you're very small and you've been around for a long time mm-hmm. to not keep doing everything people want. You also so,
2: you can't fucking release a beer called chocolate in today's market that has uh, yeah. no chocolate in it.
4: We had chocolate malt. That was it. So we, we never, we, have, oh, so we had... Was oh, no there was no... no ch- in never in so, it is, so people it was were ch- expecting a
0: chocolate flavour and... And well, they, get,
4: they were self-tasting. Yeah. But Could cho- you...
0: Well, I suppose after pint.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we're using it as a pumpkin. A 5.5% beer called chocolate marble. And I give you basically a low bitter potter with no lactose in it.
4: The market's so changed. Yeah, I can completely understand what that you're shit saying.
2: doesn't fucking yes. fly. So, but so I'm what's your saying. replacement for that now? Uh, We've got,
4: we put the stout out. Yeah. And yeah. um, we give you the big, we give you big decadence every year. We've also given, there's been some of the That's dark not, beers. Sorry, sorry. Portent. Decadence
1: is not a replacement for five point five percent beer.
4: Well, the market's changed. <laughs> 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 and, and only once a year. What's that all about? <laughs> We have annual releases. My son's only doing it once every ten years to start with. Um, I don't. We haven't particularly discussed what way forward with this Ammo ginger. We kind
2: of fucked up a bit because last year we made like stout 2018, and then people kept buying it.
4: And we ordered too many pump clips, so we've kept producing it. So we're still yeah. producing stout 2018. So like, <laughs> we brewed it
2: on Monday, and it's stout 2018, and it's like oh.
1: Oh yeah, but But the recipe is 2018. Yeah. there you go you're yeah. So, yeah, fine
4: so we yeah. think we'll stick with that stout we think if there is so, this yeah, one every would every cask chaos. of
2: stout comes with a tip to adjust the I'm, I'm, so. change, yeah. I'm good the timelines it's fine yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we're really
1: we
4: you, you know when you say we sound chaotic we are chaotic so yeah. <laughs> I'm getting that <laughs> <laughs> do other businesses not work like this Harry <laughs> <Yeah. Very> no <normal. laughs>
0: you, you mentioned there though the, the, the decadence which is an annual release well it's now become an annual release for that you that was a joke thing. So um then. That that's obviously now available in cans. Yeah. And what what we saw in the last couple of years was the the first year's release being in the four forty ml can, yes. and and then you took it down to a, to, to, to a three thirty ml can
1: because
4: people said. Well, yeah, I was going to say, say was
0: that, as a, that as a result of
4: feedback people, yeah. From, from, yeah. from people saying. Okay, that's quite, that's yeah,
1: that's that's quite interesting because couldn't get the bottom machine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been quite interesting because there's been a lot of feedback, especially in the last year or so, where obviously we, you know. The Session IPA is in a 500 can. No. Three and a half percent. We had that earlier. It was cold. It was crisp. Ten exactly minutes. what I wanted.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. But this,
2: in a 440 or 500... leading into a question? <laughs> it's
4: it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> heading there. Yeah. It? Yeah, shall, yeah, Shall
2: we get into this question? No, we'll
0: get there eventually.
4: What, what is it about, sorry?
1: So there are a lot of breweries that do put the big beers in the 440 or 500 cans. Yeah. It doesn't immediately scream sharing when it's a can. No. But last year... You obviously took the decision off the back of people's reflection and feedback to to bring it down.
4: So we've still like we've 500 for quite some big, like we did full guard. The only
2: 440s we've ever done were the um, Yeah, decadence decadence
4: of of barley wine. wine. We brought that down to 330 purely because people said.
1: But
0: that's what I'm saying, you listened.
4: Yes. Like and why would you not listen? The, the only
0: only ah. brewer in the UK to have done so? Well, in, in terms not of have big, listened
4: to their in, well, in,
0: terms of, in terms of big releases and putting them <laughs> into And this is why I, we don't crowdfund. In, in,
2: into a package size <laughs> that people actually wanted. Oh, yeah. But, can I do to th- be th- honest, next year, if I can get my hand, like,
4: You're not doing this, don't do it. When <laughs> I get
2: the bottle machine, I want, they're going in fucking six sixty bobbers. Brilliant. Yes, that's so what we can hear.
4: do. We can do six sixty. Yeah, but that's brilliant because yes. six
1: sixty screams out sharing. But
4: can I do, can yeah. I do this the other way around? If I had bought a Canon online and I had to buy new plates or new new whatever to make that size go from four forty to three thirty, I'd have a massive decision to make if I'm running a business. So I have empathy there for people who maybe haven't cut the size because they're looking at a financial thing that they have to do. I yeah? get that.
1: But there is still the fact that you are, that brewers are still putting big beers in big cans. Yeah. Whereas something like a 660 bottle uh, or 750 bottle
4: Yeah, is a sharer.
1: Straight away Yeah, is it's a sharer. A sharer.
4: Um, so maybe, well maybe what you're saying then is a way forward through this is, look, can you look at bottling? Like we hand bottle stuff, any big brewer, anybody. Um, by big brewers, I'm talking about people maybe three times the size of us or four times the size of us. Can seven, do, eight times. So what you're saying no, but is make a choice. I'm not choice. talking at Beaver Town or anywhere at that level. I'm saying if you've jumped up three times the size of us, you can still buy a wee bottle in line and put some staff on to bottle your yeah. and you can give you that choice. So you
1: can still do the yeah. bottles for the, the bigger yeah. beers. When I say yeah. bigger, I'm talking about ABV. Or
4: they can do both. They can can it for those kids that'll drink it like that, and they can give you also the choice to have that bottle. And at that sort of strength, you want to lay bottles down, you don't want to lay a can yeah.
1: down. Yeah. Also, like, I also think the bottle... Is that a little bit of fear to a bottle as well?
4: Yeah, yeah. So
2: disagree a little bit,
0: but... Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 no. we'll, well No, while, while we're talking cans and sizes, mm-hmm. Let's talk 568 mils of of, of, of liquid. Oh, it's so boring now. We no, it came, up, it, it came up. No, well, no it, 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 let's, let's listen it to came the question. Up and, it, and it was going to come up, which was um, again from Simon Clark at Simon carver It seems to be the only person that's asked the question oh, on it. on this podcast. Did we have um, one. Problem, um, like was this, there yeah. ever a consideration of moving to 568 mil cans when you got told you couldn't sell pint no, in cans? there, there was straightforward
4: frustration when I got the letter. Like three or four days, I, it was near Christmas Eve. Yeah, I can't believe the letter. No, there has never. No Never been a consideration. Okay.
0: Follow on question, this one's from me. Who came up with all the genius other names uh, to put on the can? We
4: sent it out and said, What do you want to call it? So people called because it. Because they, they were
0: absolutely brilliant. brilliant. It was
4: for us the risk was it costs a lot to print. So it maybe doubled the cost. Well, yeah. You know, I might have been spending fifty P on a label by that because we're so small scale. Well but no, the, just the the, reward, to
2: break it down into cost people who into it so at the time, we were screen printing every label, so our plate for a labels, yeah. brand in mind of a beer like pint, we would run a 1000 litre run, so that's 2000 cans, a plate to run that uh, yeah. would be about 170 no. pounds.
4: No, 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 you're too much, about 50, 60 quid.
2: 60 quid for a plate to run our label. For but we got these digital
4: printed so we got them digital printed but they still cost a lot because of the quantities but the fun we had I was, was brilliant it, it was, was fantastic to, you, you ended
0: up winning that yeah, yeah. You, you, and you it still win it to be today yeah.
4: but yeah. what actually happened was annoyance and frustration came through to people that were in the marble yeah. side for it and then we just had this thing where people people were buying a case and we had one lovely person we bought a mixed case of all the label names and <laughs> made it his, his, his pretty thing. Well we've made it now, so it's called metric and we made it produced to Imperial standards. Okay. So you can still so, do but that. that's only
0: in cans, isn't it? Yes, yeah. so it's Every pint. other version it's is still fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. And we had to we couldn't we couldn't have kept go- going with all of them. So Again, we asked people what they thought would be the best name for it. And metric came back as the best name. Makes that sense. may have just not, that. Was, I don't think that was particularly social media. I think we sat in the pub and said to everybody, yeah. "What do you think we should do?" And think I think it worked out really well in the end. But yeah.
1: I do What's like a a bit, I do the bits in between, though. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I hope that answers your question. It, it does, and I, <laughs> and I, I think hope, that's, a, that's a brilliant answer I always answer well. hope we're not seen as just a one trek pony, as well. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just that one. No, name. no,
1: definitely
0: not. No, but I, I, I think that that moment in which you produced that range of other labels that had all yeah. these names was just like that was almost a Twitter-defining moment yeah, of that year.
4: Effectively,
0: <laughs> effectively, it was two fingers up. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well effectively it was I am really annoyed it's nearly you christmas and I just got absurd. a letter from yeah. you telling you that I can't put paint on a 500ml label what
0: because because and one person one person has complained about it can I it. do
4: this it isn't the trade and standards people they did it was hilarious the letter said they or someone phoned them and they said five of them had to have a meeting about it to actually decide whether or not they would take us to court now and there was loads of more important stuff like you know the tiny rebel being taking the portland group beaver time were taking the portland group yeah. and stuff so also at least it was about adults and there's someone knowing that like, there's like 68, 68
0: 68 mil of beer in, in yeah beer. Maybe should really and secure. also
4: people like us we we get the labels we have a stock of labels but we're not going to go bust if that stock of labels ain't used People like Tiny Rebel that are building up, you know, they have a massive thing going through, a load of cans sitting there pre-labeled and everything. I feel for that side of yeah, it Yeah, because as the, well. the, the,
0: the, they're all gone, on. not they? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What can you no. do? Yeah.
4: And then people talk Recycle. about recycling and everything, yeah. and you're like, what? Yeah.
0: Yeah, recycled a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pine is obviously, pint metric, whatever you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or yeah, the yeah, many names well, that you have for yeah. it, Clevels, is, is, is part of uh, essentially your, your core range. Yeah. And it's one of the beers that's always available on Karsk, for, yeah. from you guys, and that is um, kind of the, the, the crux of the matter that, that we oh. want to get to <laughs> with you guys in terms of cask beer. And, and, and that was the question that we asked our listeners uh, as well this week. Opinions, 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 opinions. Is cask hour really in danger of dying, or has it been saved by modern interpretation? So, a lot of votes on this one, 658 votes. Uh, three options. We had it's dying, which was uh, 21% voted wow. for that. It's been saved, 11% voted mm-hmm. for that. And what the fuck, it's alive and well, 65% voted for. That was me, I vote that voted that one. <laughs> and, uh, You're not supposed to reveal your votes. Oh, not, not just gonna... yet. Oh.
2: Uh,
0: so
4: thank Did you vote, Joe? No. Oh, and, okay. uh,
1: Thank you very much to... Um, oh, Simon, the show's sponsor.
0: <laughs> it, it would seem
4: we've been sponsored I, by
2: Simon Carbon.
4: I am going to tell Simon we will send him a, cask, a case of cans, not
2: well, cast. You, you cannot buy votes. This is unacceptable. <laughs> he
4: pre-voted. Also, the vote,
2: the voting's over. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. No, he pre-asked questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was,
0: it was it was his question that yeah. basically allowed us. we the question while, the show around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It was um, a, it was an appropriate time to ask. I think
4: cast. Yeah, I. Right. I'm. You're just getting straight in. One. Go for it, Jane. Go. Okay. I'm weird. So you two no, are not no, you? Go for it. I it's, it's, in, it's brilliant.
0: Just, no, please <laughs> just go for it.
4: Okay. Can, can I do this one? I feel very out of my depth when people talk about big cast surveys because I see the Marble Arch as a cast succeeder. So I live in a marble bubble and then i hear about Cask not doing well elsewhere and then i hear little things like timothy taylor's is on the up and stuff so i'm out of my depth with a lot of it but the straightforward answer to that is not while we're around not in our pub i can't do a global thing i can't help the industry thing particularly but i can say we keep cask yeah
0: and we can vouch for it we were there earlier we can and we're planning on going back. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. definitely planning on going back As well. Before our train, we'll try and squeeze it yeah. in. Hurry up, Steve. Okay, oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's go through some of the answers that we had from our, from our listeners then. Yeah. So, or should on we start with Simon then? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Simon, who asked the question, gets to have the first comment. Good cask is a lottery these days, is outside certain places that have the knowledge to care about quality. The most interesting beer styles are usually only offered in keg and dispense which may limit the future of cask in the craft world of the more adventurous drinkers. Which is quite interesting because that's kind of suggesting that craft drinkers won't go for cask? Uh.
1: No, I think it's more what Jan was saying about, about in the marble, it's a cask bubble almost, yeah. so cask is there and people come for cask. But if you're going outside of the cask world, it's probably not available at all. or it's a bit shit. but you've got
4: Beatniks have got t- Timothy Taylor's on Cloudwater have come back into cask having re-looked yep. at it you've even got Brewdog saying cask again cask is important you.
0: yeah all, um, the, all these big breweries that have saved
4: cask I've not oh, in my
2: whole career saved not... cask <laughs> well, I, can, yeah, I you. did that last Tuesday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> cask doesn't need to be saved
1: so from being a vote which I presume you probably both know anyway so
4: that's Steve yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, yeah, Steve. it's yeah. definitely Steve it's, it's a long and his tweet viewpoint is usually good is it it's a, it's yeah. a long well, tweet. Let's, let's
1: hear okay. Steve this is a lot of point. words for a, a
0: single tweet yeah. which it might not have been go on
1: it's not dying it's being killed oh. we had a couple of Norwegians in our tap at the weekend one of which hated cars however once he tried it at our place he was a total convert so we chatted about why he didn't like it previously and the reason was simply that the stuff he'd tried before was badly kept we can turn around and beat our chest and slap our backs as much as we like but cask ale has been saved in inverted commas but until it's looked after properly as the norm rather than the unusual then we're lying to ourselves yeah so that's um, a great so he's, there, he's more talking about he's more talking about how it's served and kept and dispensed Joe <laughs> I totally
2: agree However, as a brewer, you just fucking get it right first time. Don't. The onus is on the bar too to serve. get it right, to get served right. But no matter how good method of dispense, no matter how good the bar is, no matter how good the is, you're putting shitty beer in shitty cask. You're going to get shitty beer at serve. Okay, let's say
1: it right anyway. You do good cask beer, but the beer, the the place you've sold it to are no good at space, no good at selling.
4: And you get the report back and you drop yeah. that pub.
1: Yeah, Done, been doing oh, it for a
4: million years.
1: Is that what you would do? Yeah. Seriously? We've done
4: it in the past. And like, I'm going back, I'm not involved day to day guy, but I would expect people if a report came back, I'll watch yeah. for reports back on beer and I'll go back and say, do you think we should be selling that beer to that we, pub? We, I've gone in before now and said, you just stop selling to them. Our problem is with wholesalers because we can't dictate a wholesaler market and we're caught in a place where we've got so we have to rely on our wholesalers selling to good places. You have people like Jolly Good Beer out there now who are like they're promoting the cause Good dispense, far more than we are. I know he's keg focused, but he is suggesting time. He, and still time must, and un- he must understand cost yeah. yeah. as well. Though. But yeah. I'm saying he he's promoting good dispense, yeah. And I'm saying we we're lucky we can try at the Marble Arch and go half guard on cast didn't work. People didn't like the beer. That's not because it's in bad condition. That's because they actually it was. We up. We messed up. Yeah. But yeah. So we draw that okay, and we say there's, never there's cast.
1: Ultimately, you so look, going back to Steve's tweet,
4: yeah,
1: tweets. <laughs> um, if that came to pass, you would go, Okay, it's either us or it's them, it's them,
2: but I don't think it is. I think it's a, it's a bit of both.
4: We're going through a, pr- a process in here now where staff we have employed recently have had no cast knowledge, they have really good keg knowledge, and they're coming from a keg environment. So, you know, marble is marble straddles two layers the yeah. traditional and that keg modern approach to beer we're finding more stuff coming in from that modern keg approach with no cask experience and i am still struggling to find the right way through that
1: so following up we've got some more comments so from john moore at the beer idiot alive and well there's plenty of good cask out there you just need to know the palms that can look after it and the breweries that consistently produce good quality casks From Miles Lambert, I think the cask market has really suffered over the years, but there's a strong core that will never die. It may not have the massive growth of cake beer in the last ten years, but it's definitely been a strong part of the scene.
0: Can can I can I just ask a question of our our guests at this point? Can Can you ever see a point where marble won't brew cask beer?
4: No. Go on, Joe. (laughs) No, can we fuck?
2: I'd like. (laughs) Yeah fucking love making it don't we okay like when it's not fucking when it's not fun to make or drink then yeah maybe
1: but
4: we're not worried about not being able to sell it if that's your question and you're not
0: worried I, about it, 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 to wasn't, it. But it's, it's a good follow-up but well, yeah i mean, suppose it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a fundamental
1: point can you sell it at the price? all right
4: yes 130 pound for cats girl gray list price now we discount off we know our markets bought we, we are not suffering £60 a cask that other people are. I'm not saying they're not suffering that, but I'm saying we take the same GP percentage and apply it to cask as we do to everything else. We look at ingredients in and do We apply GP and Regardless then we Regardless
1: of how you're dispensing it.
4: Yes. So we add direct cost on afterwards. So we are fortunate enough to have our own stock of casks. We're moving into renting casks from Kegstar, and that might might alter slightly what we do. But the consumer never pays a profitability on how that's dispensed. What it ne- it pays for the can. That person pays for the can. That person pays for the keg. That person may pay going forward if we start to use casks that are drawn and we rent them but they only pay for that, they do not pay a profit on top of it. Direct cost. I don't know how other people do it, but I keep repeating this. The cost of the ingredients, the cost of the duty is the same. It's how you dispense that adds cost.
1: But I suppose saying on this same point, we are conditioned, maybe to use a a cask phrase, (laughs) that cask is a bit cheaper. Jokes, jokes, jokes. If you, go, if you go into a bar, the cost will be We're
4: not. I don't get it. We are not conditioned to think that. We are conditioned. My pubs, they will pay. I will put a beer on that's very expensive. And I I'm getting used now to you doing three point five percent with a lot of hops in, and me saying that's very dear, and you saying, but the quantity of hops and flavouring that went into this means I have to sell it. But so that is nearly a pound dearer than pint.
1: And I, I, I completely agree but what Joe was saying is the same thing, is that people's expectations of the price of a car's beer versus a keg beer versus a can versus bottle, expectations appear to be different, but rightly or wrongly.
2: So don't buy it and we'll go out of it as a business.
4: We're in a position where we've been doing it for a long time. And again, I have a lot of problems with people saying, we operate not especially in, with a... I don't operate with people maybe at top pay scales drinking in the Marble Arch. Some, some will be, but not all of them. My customers will pay for value. I don't have a problem maybe convincing people on what you would see as quite a low salary structure to buy our beer because th- they've been with us for so long. The discussion is moot in our point. We can sell them beer at a price that they believe is fair.
2: But also, they okay,
4: water.
2: cool, I don't want to spend this much for this beer in the Marble Lodge. This is only our only case study we can talk about, so I'm not, Yeah. it's not for me to talk about someone else's, pub. cool, hey, I don't want to pay more than four pounds for a pint of beer. Cool, well, you've got pint that is also a fucking ridiculously tasty, beautiful beer, so you can sit in that pub and drink a beer that is well within your means and hang out with everyone else. You can drink something else that is hella dry hopped and a bit more expensive than that. But that only I'm 50 <laughs> or 60p more a pint, and it's not that becomes differentiating if you're drinking three or four pints a day, which is
4: you if it
0: crosses your personal threshold yeah. of what you're prepared to spend. But pay we for don't, drinking, we have a higher condition.
4: personal threshold, I think, in our pubs than maybe other people are accepting. And um, I also think that I have a lot of yo- a younger crowd that will maybe go to a club and spend seven fifty tenner on a can of Stella. And won't think twice about it. Fuck like
2: the racing yeah. and, that's, that's,
4: and that's, that's that's seven fifty. Yeah. 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 Is, is that is that we'll all do that. They'll we'll drink, all go somewhere. They'll drink four, yeah. four pound thirty or something for a can of three point five when they're in our pub and they'll be proud to be in it. They'll be proud to be drinking that. They'll be going back and telling their older people, I've had this, do you know what Marble's up to at the moment? We're so small doing this. I'm not saying that's applicable to everything but I'm th- saying it's something that should be noted.
1: I think that's, say it's worth, it's worth mentioning because I don't think that applies everywhere.
4: No, I think we, Joe said it, we're a market study of one little place in inner city Manchester yeah. that feeds into Manchester. But you've North also Manchester. done,
1: you've done really well with your locale, your locals yeah. and with new people who come in as well.
4: Yeah.
2: Well
4: done with your locales. <laughs> my locales. Did you like that? Not my locals. I did.
2: <laughs> hey, like we just we, we just do our thing, don't
4: we? Yes. Yeah. I I do think. Yeah, I but think you should do, do
1: that. That's the thing, not joking aside, it's your place. Yeah. You should actually do exactly do what you want to do, and if it works, it works. Yeah. Never ever change it. Uh. Um. So following on, so from Will Watkins at Dry Your Beers voted what the fuck. <laughs> Personally, in UK cities I've visited, there's been multiple places where great cask. You just need to do the research. It's not as trendy as keg or can, and it's harder to find. But it's normally there if you look for it. I accept that it's harder in certain locations. So, would you say outside of, um, say Manchester, say so if you can go to the suburbs or to the, the, the countryside, is it harder?
4: No. Go on. <laughs>
2: is it harder to get?
4: Yeah. get
1: good beer, sell your cast beer get the price point
4: what, suburbs are developing
2: uh, to be honest it's easier for us to sell a beer outside of Manchester than it is in Manchester really? ok I'm
0: surprised about that I'm very surprised about that
4: but well, we're marbles and we've got a couple of pubs so, uh, so you, you're not you, going to be, yeah. be yeah. so we've got our, our accounts that we do but we're not going to be selling them to beat next because they're going to be selling their, pub, their beer so there is...
0: Ah, oh, th- that, that raises a good question, actually. Is, is, is that because... Are, are you seeing the, the rise of the taproom as <laughs> as a competitor well, to, I don't, to, to, to what you're offering?
4: I don't think it's a taproom because it's not in the brewery. We're going to open a brewery taproom yeah. in the brewery. There is. But they have their first bar. Are
2: you, are you pulling my uh, pedantic shit?
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, I <laughs> am. <yeah. laughs> to
2: be, to be but, hella pedantic, I... A tap room exists on site with a brewery. A mm. bar, a pub, an outlet exists. So,
4: Clydewater have a tap room beside their brewery. 73 Enid Street is not in London. A tap room is a bar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you guys agree? Please count on me. No, no, no I, I agree. I, I personally, personally a agree. tap room is attached to the, the brewery. Yeah, yeah. The right. Marble Arch, not a fucking tap room. No. Not anymore no. because we moved the brewery but to Salford. Uh, a showcase it's for a your ship. beers. It's my yeah.
4: flagship. yeah So if you're, you know, I can do this. Beatnix, that's their flagship um down the northern quarter. But it's a flagship bar. 73 Enid Street can be a flagship in London for Cloudwater. But don't come there. <laughs> the yeah. tap room is something to no, no, tap. Room like
2: bar. literally, it means a tap.
4: Jesus, I didn't no. know I felt so strongly about that. Can, can I just throw
2: in a question there? No, we well, no, well, do no, not no. have
0: time to no, 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 it's a question from one of our listeners, which it, which would have come up later anyway, which is, um, and this is from, we'll get on to the obvious question from this fella in a while. So this is from Mr. Damage Plan. Oh, shit. <laughs> the great caveat. Yes, he's
4: rebranding
0: it. Any plans to open more bars or pubs, and if so, where?
4: We have two in the pipeline we won't go outside look so the tap rooms one and the other one if it works it'll be fantastic but it's it's a manchester look. so
0: are we ever gonna see a
4: marble not in my time No. somewhere not in my time to be fair
1: jan looks in really rude health so not in our lifetime (laughs) yeah yeah,
0: that's true can what while we're there as well you mentioned it we're on mr damage plan um wants to know
2: when's damage plan coming back
4: Um, it, when he comes and brews it with us, it's in the plan.
2: Every time you ask for it, I'm taking a, we you put you put it with all these back, beers. Do you put it back so, one step So, like, I'm taking a Gabe Newell approach. The, this is a video game producer who runs a company called Valve. Amazing, successful company. Guys, look at it. Ginger, dobber, chocolate, diamond spine. Gabe Newell. Every time you ask for it, it goes a week back in the production <laughs> schedule.
1: In which case, Dobber is about three years away. Okay. So, whatever's
4: no, no, been, Matt played us and we uh, made Dobber again. Yeah. yeah. The damage plan, we're being played and there is a plan. However,
2: at Dobber, I'm looking at. Make Dobbo real again. <laughs> yeah. 2023. Ginger, we're looking
4: 2023? at... 2023. Right, okay, go, Joe. Well, so
2: so, I, so, like... so, so I, I should learn from
0: this when I'm on Ginger, Magic Rocks about bringing back Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> yeah. Every time
2: I ask her, it, it goes back another year. No, you... ask a different brewery. Uh, well, there's so much to get through right here. Uh, Ginger, <laughs> we're, uh, we're 20... 2052 right now. <laughs> Just based on people asking for it. Yeah, them. I think we're on 2038, 2039, <laughs> mid-October. Uh, damage plan. To, like, damage plan. Not ever. I'm actually, <laughs> I've eight actually eight been eight saying that on this. My boss says it's going to be made. It's going to be made.
4: We're going to make damage plan again. It may, the name will change. It's called
2: Popolaro. Don't change the name. He'd have to uh, change our Twitter
4: no. handle.
2: 8-Ball. Yeah. The last standing brew who put work through that's known as 8 Ball. Joe you're welcome (laughs) is that that you yeah and only because I fucking stunned the fucking brute. someone was like I'm making this bitch quickly back to the comments last couple of questions on the um... so from
1: uh, Justin Mason at 1970s boy it hasn't been saved by modern interpretation but its decline is due to lack of training in keeping and serving it thankfully there are still a few or very many places where it thrives to misquote Mark Twain reports of the death of Cascade are greatly exaggerated
0: One final last comment on this one then.
1: So for Machinistas, at Machinistas, am I the only person who thinks tastes may have changed? More people like cold, fizzy beer than warm, still ale. Plus a move towards stronger, sweeter flavours, in brackets, even in, say, cider.
4: Okay, can I do this one? Because it's a big thing of mine at the moment that I don't understand what's happening. I'm seeing people... Right, it's not relevant to your question particularly, but it's something in my head that people are, people are trying beers for a first time that are very sweet, lack a lot of bitterness up front, and then they're coming back and saying, oh, I tried that beer and it was thin and it was bitter. And I'm like, yeah, that's a style. So the education thing's back the other way now. We're responsible to say to them, Um, You know you tried Hardy's wine and then you find a French wine, a Burgundy or something. Both of those can be brilliant. You can have an Australian New World wine that is phenomenal and you can have a French Old World wine that is phenomenal. Both of those deserve respect, educate your palate. And I think that's more coming from us on the older side of it, that we've got that responsibility. Does that make sense in terms of It does make sense, but I also think that,
1: I mean, because obviously as human beings, we're programmed to not like bitterness because it was poisonous. Mm. Mm. So on the evolutionary scale, we were programmed to bitterness, poison. So if you're leaping straight from sweet drinks to juicy drinks, you've completely missed out.
4: A training palate?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A bit like going to pubs and watching indie bands.
4: If you've also always only had McDonald's, it's very hard to appreciate fine dining and a small plate and a colour. Yeah. Pal- but there's, there's an education in exactly. there to be done. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not denigrating juicy lack of bitterness beers. I'm saying they brought a million people in that we could never have done. But I think there is an education thing there.
0: Let's move on to some questions from our listeners that, that, that we've got for you. I think we've covered most of these. We've we'll definitely covered one of them. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's there's a couple that we've got left. So James at Gammon Baron. If you could only brew one
2: single beer for the rest of your life, <laughs> what would it be? Like, if I could go make anything. Yeah? Go on. To, like, I go make Schneider and
4: <laughs> well, I'll back him kinda, on this and well, say. I was kind of expecting
2: something from Marvel a little bit.
4: Let's be honest Like, I can
2: that's go brilliant. make whatever.
4: No, it's brilliant because I'll take, I'll take it one step further and say, and we turn it into dice Buck.
2: Like, that is the most technically fucking perfect bear you've. Like, oh, and for decades. That was not the answer
1: I was
0: expecting from <laughs> <to> me either. <laughs> let's try this one then so Johnny Beer Boy at Johnny Beer Boy um, suggests that the names of a lot of your beers such as Berimbolo (laughs) Hopolotta, (laughs) North South all have a conjoined meaning behind them is is there is there one there? yeah I'm also going to add to that 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 those three may be one thing but Triangle guillotine, they all also maybe another yeah. theme. Mer. Yeah, no, they're all one yeah. thing.
4: What,
0: what, what, what's the theme behind the beers? There? There's a lot
2: uh, as I came into the brewery and as I took out of the brewery. Uh, some marble's really, really good at giving whoever's kind of holding the reins like rain to do what they want. And I, I wanted to push big, hoppy beers, but part of that is you have to be. Creative and stuff, and outside of making beers, I'm not very creative. So a friend of mine, Christopher Wren, who's like been a buddy since I was like getting into uni, was leaving to go to work at the national lab at Los Alamos, and he's a big BJJ guy, and I'm like I'm into my BJJ. Started training because of him and stuff. So um yeah, as um I was like. Shit, I gotta make a range of beers. I, they gotta do something. He was like, "Just name them after jujitsu moves." So. And I was like, "Oh, it's Brazilian so, so jujitsu." Half of those <laughs> I got
0: from like an MMA yeah. Yeah. sort of so, of so flying triangle. But so anything 13, yeah. with those but, uh, submission moves the yeah. 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 same thing. And the same I have
2: a, f- a few friends in jujitsu. The m- more I got into the brewery, the less I got to train. And especially with Chris moving abroad, it was a very, very tiny in-joke for me to hang out with my friend. And he, like, all credit to Chris, he totally came up with the idea of the range being after BJJ. And that has
0: been absolutely brilliant, thank you guys. for our listeners if if you want to continue this discussion use the hashtag opinions we'll find it we'll ask these guys we'll hopefully get some replies and if we get some of that you will feature in the next part of the show let us know write it down let us know write it down let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness oh write it down first up silent manchester at the pieman seven says superb show like the idea of a beer cupboard in your new kitchen this is obviously in reference yeah, to me. your beer <laughs> cupboard. Uh, We're having a new kitchen extension. I asked my better half. This could be included in our plan. Needless to say, the response is not favourable. I did. Clearly, she's not as much of a beer lover as Michelle was. Which Michelle wasn't the start with, to be fair. But, but you convinced that you need a beer cupboard. I, I
1: needed a larder, which... Is it a fridge? Be, no, no, it's no. literally...
0: You know, like an
2: old-fashioned larder.
4: Jolly good so beer need to
2: get in there and cold it down for you. <laughs> no, no, I would love that. <laughs> also and, trust me, I would love it. It's a pantry up now. Pantry, larder, uh, but, but you tell me, it's You all have
4: fit, a beer cupboard. It's now. all full
2: of beer. I'll
4: show you brilliant a picture later. It is a
0: brilliant
1: beer cupboard.
4: <laughs> and you have no cellar.
0: No, I wish. No, there's no cellars uh, down south. Yeah, I think... Yeah, um, there's some cellars there. in London. Right. Uh, outside of London, there's no cellars. No, there's no cellars. No, we don't have those. John Rogers at J.M. Rogers 2000. Great to hear Huddersfield being referenced on Beer Clock Show. Looking forward to hearing Mark Johnson when he guests. Very credible beer knowledge and suspect football. Get him to bring his half and half scarf and you can console each other. All your positive comments on are spot on. So... That's in reference to our next show, yep. possibly, in which Mark's appearing, which we'll talk about in a second. Yes. Cole Gunner at K&Gunner. Great show, guys. Quick question. If you had a beer called Tropic Soda, do you think this beer would fall foul of the Portman rules? The name could imply it's a soft drink and not a beer.
1: To be fair, I hadn't thought about that. I, had I, hadn't, to
0: admit. I hadn't thought about it. Finally, from Mark at Killfired. Fantastic nostalgia show for me. Degari's best house beer I've ever had. Spent many nights in Trapeze and we go to ribs and beer every time we're in Bruges. Heading back to Belgium in July and no doubt I'll do all of it again. Shame you didn't like the sour side because Café Rose Red is a bit of a mecca for that in Bruges.
1: I think we need to give a special shout out because we're recording the same day this show was released.
0: And Mark was commenting on the show as he was on the bus to work. Yes. So thanks for that Mark. Big shout out. Very
1: much. It is a shame that... Steve doesn't like the sour beers
0: I'm never going to do sour beers I'm never going to do smoked beers so they're, they're, Are they're you not, not going to do smoked beers Steve? No they're not my thing mm-hmm. I, really? I know you're going to force me to do them but Are you sure you're not doing smoked beers? We're still coming on to that in, in a moment So to try and wrap this thing up <laughs> then <laughs> Good luck uh, If you want to get involved in anything we've spoken about On this show use the hashtag opinions We will find you Many, many thanks to Jan and Joe from Marble that's Brewery <laughs> for looking, up, looking yeah, no. after us <laughs> <laughs> all <looking up> day <laughs> long from the minute we arrived at your, yeah, your new you brewery site. Thank you so much. Uh, you've looked after us, you've fed us beers, you've, 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 you've given us space in the... And you've actually in, fed us. Yeah, and you've fed us and, and you've got involved so and good. that's been brilliant. Thank you yeah. so much. I know our listeners are going to absolutely love this and, and I'm sure <laughs> they are going to so. be some that come out of it. Martin... What are we doing next time, Steve?
1: Um, a bit of a smoky episode coming up. God. So uh, Mark Johnson is coming down to London. We're going to have a studio-based show, and um, we're going to do six smoked beers, I believe. I think that Mark has chosen well, uh. and we are going to maybe do a little bit of periscoping to see Steve's smoked face. I do
0: hope not. This has been brilliant. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> oh, it has been absolute absolutely fun. Absolutely. <laughs> thank, you, really r- it. thank you, thank you. Both. No, no stop apologising. Thank you both for being involved. Amazing.
2: Thanks for coming out. It's, up it's and been great. It Say so. cheers. Cheers.
0: Say cheers. Hey. Cheers. 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 Thank cheers. you for